G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast, another EP breakdown from me. Um, it's it's someone that we had on ooh, just over a year ago now. Lou got the chance to interview them, so that shows you how far back we're going. Um, but it's Ayukim. How you going, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, bro. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. The last time you were on, I think it was for the swimming pool release. Um, That's right. And I, I remember you know listening to the pod and listening to the song is really good and I really enjoyed it. Um, but 12 months is a long time. There we go. So um, it was back in lockdown. So fuck, I thought I forgot about it. Um, yes, yeah, heaps of fun, dude. Real mad. Loved it. Um, but a lot of songs are coming out since then. You've done, well, the supposed to do Splendor thing. Been a very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how, how do you feel, you know, looking back at the last 12 months, is there one kind of aspect in your music or you being an artist that you've kind of grown in that time? I actually don't even know where to start because the last year just felt like the biggest blur. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last time I was on the podcast, I don't think I'd left literally this room that I'm singing in right now for like that whole previous year. I just spent like the whole year just making music in this room and then yeah, this year's just been crazy. It's been like, yeah, I was in America for like five weeks. And then as soon as I got back from America, I was, went on like two tours straight away. So that was like another two months gone. And then after that, it was kind of like finishing up the EP. And honestly, it's just a blur. Now we're sitting here having a chat, which is sick. Um, you got to enjoy the moments though, because a lot of artists, you know, they, they have all the good moments, but they don't have like a little pat on the back or a drink to celebrate. So make sure you do that. Now we are here to talk about the EP, but I'm going to need your help in pronouncing it for me because I can't. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's feel something or nothing or feel something or nothing at all. That's what it's called. Um, you've got that little, um, like... I've got that little abbreviation that's F S O N double A. I just thought it looked cool to be honest, that's why I put it there. It yeah. does look cool, but I was just like, hum, hum, hum. Yeah, totally. I know. <laughs> like, if you're the first person asked, and I feel like you're not gonna be the last one. <laughs> um, I don't think so. It does look cool, um, but I think I think that's okay. At least you tell them what it means and, and that's fine. The first song I want to get into is Mess. Yeah. This one got premiered by Declan Byrne um, pretty early on. So, like, Triple J is so important and getting premiered is obviously a really good achievement. Does that kind of give you, like, enthusiasm and confidence and that type of stuff moving towards the EP? Or, like, do you set even higher expectations because of that? I mean, I feel like I'm not really expecting anything, I think, if that makes sense. But, Mm -hmm. um... I think it was really special that he premiered that song. It's because that was the first song that kind of formed this whole project. And it was kind of the first song where I was like, oh, I think this sounds like an Iokum song. So I think the fact that he premiered that specific song, just, yeah, it feels really special. It's really cool. And I guess I'm just really keen to put the rest of the EP out and kind of see where it lands. Mm, so obviously that was um, uh, what, a few months ago now and there's been a few more songs coming out after that. Is there a bit of like... Oh darn it! It didn't get premiered just because you had that premiere so early on. Um, I'm not. I feel like there's been like a lot of cool things happening in between, so I'm like not really 
you know, I'm not like stressed about anything like that, really. I'm just like keen to be putting music out, to be fair. That's that's a good answer, but I am going to say that you were really pissed off and it's not good enough. Let's just cut that <laughs> in there anyway. Um, now, I'm just going to move straight into another track, uh, Carpools. boy this one is like your voice is kind of it feels like it's kind it, it belongs in like the early 2000s no sorry late 2000s early 10s um yeah. which i love um the mgmt type vibes which is really good but you go into like the pop punky type vibe in this one which you know i think it's great to dabble um but you dabble in a few different genres throughout this ep kind of like all sub genres of um pop throughout which is great how do you navigate that and make sure that like a certain sound doesn't like kind of leak into another track yeah for sure um i think with this ep like it was never like it was never made to become an ep which i think is really cool it was more just like a collection of songs over the last like two to three years that just me growing up and i think different influences throughout the writing sort of time in the last few years has kind of brought that together um I think that the main common thing is that it was like the majority of the record was like just made in this room right here, which is cool. Um, but I think working with like a few different friends on it really brought out a few more of like their specific tastes as well. So it was really cool to like navigate that and write with them and make music with them. So um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked with how it kind of like all blended together by the end of it. Your music sometimes I get a little like I like to categorize music and like you have the core bases there for your songs, but then you kind of subvert a lot um, into like it could be one element or one instrument different that you use and it just like it takes me a little second to be like put it into somewhere um, and that really irritates me because like I just want to be able to put it in straight away yeah. um, so it's like when you listen to a surf indie rock band I'm like oh cool I know that sound straight away so your music yeah. gives me that little bit of an itch but good to listen to but I just need to just maybe on your just maybe on your songs man just give me like a fucking um, send me message be like hey this is what this is so I can just listen to your songs freely. I'll give you the heads up now, bro. It's sweet. It's all I need. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks mate. Um, now, fuck. Uh, my, my podcast, like the kind of, the reason why I started it was to kind of get insights from um, artists like yourselves. And um, I don't know if you've seen any of our posts recently, but I like putting up like little Twitter posts just yeah. to like, yeah, sometimes funny, but like have a bit of truth to them. Yeah. And I put up one recently. I feel like I know exactly what this is going to be. Uh, which one is it you reckon? <laughs> is this the one where it's like someone's leading you on and drops two new tracks in an EP? <laughs> that's that's exactly the one it is, mate. And um, I, I was writing um, <laughs> writing the uh, questions for this pod, and I was like, "Fuck, you know who'd be great to ask?" Because that's exactly what you've done. And like all the like, I was getting messages from artists going like, "Oh yeah, I know that we do this, but like, there's other." you know, factors that come into it. And that's 100% fine. And I yeah. get that. And I understand that. But I still feel betrayed. Uh, I, for some reason, I just, I think I saw it before we even had the podcast locked in. And I was kind of like, you know, what, this just like really hits home because I kind of hate when artists do that too. So this is this is where you get to defend yourself. Um, um, like yeah. I've, I've, what have I been told? Money is a big issue. 100% fine. 100% get that. Um, labels are a big issue. 100% get that. But 
like does this mean that like maybe labels have too much power and like maybe just the advertising needs to go differently because i don't mind that like you have like how many songs you have on it but it's just like i get all excited and then like i'm not going to be able to be in a relationship again because i'm just going to feel like i'm not going to be able to let anyone in (laughs) i think i think all those things play a factor i think for this particular ep it felt very right because all these songs were made in this bedroom they felt like they all belonged together um and i also need to save all the really good ones for early next year because people are going to want new music so it's very true and i'm very excited about a lot of new music that's going to be coming out after the ep that's um that's a good way to promote the current ep of like going just wait for the next lot of music that's really good yeah that's good so like obviously how do you how do you choose with you know what goes on this EP and then what you hold back for future projects? Is it just like a vibe or is it just kind of other people going moving the puzzle pieces a little bit? Um, honestly, it was just these just these six songs were just you know all made in a similar way, all made in my bedroom, all kind of written around like you know the last two years of kind of figuring out who I am and what I want to do and like kind of navigating that sort of journey. So that kind of just, it just felt really natural to put these six songs together in like a little body of work. Um, yeah, make a little like tight little story out of it. So so it like represents a kind of time from yeah, you know, yeah. An, an, an error of you being an artist. And if you put like something else in there, it wouldn't kind of totally. seal it off properly. Totally. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that for sure. You know what? I'm going to let you off with a warning. All right. Okay. I'll cop that. Um, uh, you'll you'll get a little purple slip. Um, you'll get a note to your parents saying that you are on a warning. Um, but if it does happen again, we will have to take it further um, to the music industry gods and um, they'll have to deal with it. So just make sure at least three new songs next time, please. Sounds lovely. I think we can work that. <laughs> I love how you fucking knew that was coming as well. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen um, some of the people that have commented on it, like just tagging their like artist friends, and I've like, because I want to see if it's like their yeah. EPs, and their EPs have done the exact same thing, and I'm just like, ha! Like I, I know that I interview heaps of people, but it's like you've just got to. I'm still a listener as well, so you know, I've, I've got to I've got to represent the small guys. So that's all right. Um, that's that's the end of me being a dick. That's okay. Um, <laughs> last song I want to talk about is um, "Kids Should Know Better." Now this feels like mid 2000s type vibes. It like MGMT comes straight off that track. Mm-hmm. Um, gives me nostalgic vibes, which I really like. Which is really. Um, it's a big thing in the music industry at the moment. Like, I feel like it's just come out of nowhere. Um, was that the intention to kind of bring that sound to the forefront or was it just kind of what it was feeling like in that stage? Yeah, we um, actually made this one on Zoom with my friend Oscar, who's also known as Moonboy. And I think we were just chatting like before we were kind of getting into making music and we we're kind of like, you know, what if like Phoenix and Passion Pit Oh, I think it was Phoenix or MGMT or Passion Pit like made a song together, and like how would that sound kind of blend into like the Iokum world? Because like we both love like you know early two thousands, twenty ten sort of indie bands, 
Um, Such a fucking good time for like indie bands as well. Like, fuck, I wish I was like 18 at that time. I was a couple years off. Like, imagine going to Splendor in the Grass and the whole lineup was like MGMT, Empire of the Sun, like ridiculous. It's it's interesting as well because you're like, you have like similar, similar vocal tones as well. So like... <laughs> Um, Kids Should Know Better is my favorite song of the EP because like I love MGMT so much and it's good that like you know you can just have that kind of vibe on it but it has factors in it which brings it into 2022 which a lot of people kind of struggle with like I love nostalgic factors but I don't want to hear songs how they were made back then if that makes sense. Yeah I agree and like that's kind of what we were you know we're kind of just chatting about like how could we make this more 20. 21 i think at the time when we wrote it mm. um and then yeah i guess like i sat on it for probably about six months and then we kind of came back to like finishing off the ep and it was like let's bring it like a little bit more into the ep world and you know add some more guitars into the choruses and a few extra synths and so i was just kind of playing around with that and then we kind of got it to like the stage where we we're like we're gonna mix it and malcolm who mixed the whole ep he just added in like a few additional elements as well and he kind of did that on a few tracks and um yeah, just like really stoked where it landed and yeah, it's definitely one of my favourites too. Is there anything like in particular that kind of helped you bring it into this era of music? Like was there any certain instruments or anything or elements of the tracks that just went, okay, this sounds more like the present? Yeah, there was probably two elements. The first one was the original demo had like more of like an electric drum kit. Um, so we replaced those with like a live drum kit and then cool. also electric guitars and the um choruses which i think yeah kind of brought it all together it's um yeah it's one of those songs where it's like you just want to hear it live mm. um so i i feel like um next time you're up on the gold coast man i'm gonna have to i don't know maybe it, i wish i could have gone to that splendor but um i hate mud so um kind of glad i didn't go um <laughs> yeah, a really fun one to play live and i guess i've only played it on release so i'm really keen to play it when it once it's released and yeah, it's going to be yeah, really fun. Oh, what are we? This will be start of October. So plans for the rest of the year. Have we got shows coming up? Any New Year's stuff or anything you can kind of talk to us about? Or is it all starting next year? No, there's actually, it's kind of coming up straight off the bat. Um, got a little, like my first little headline tour, which is nerve wracking, but also really cool. Um, got a Sydney show on the 22nd at Golden Age Cinema and then back down to Melbourne on the 4th of November at Yaya's. No Queensland yet, but I'm hoping by the end of the year, definitely get up there. <sighs> Mate, yeah, it's, it's God's country up here. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's already turning to Sydney. Uh, it's already turning to summer now. We're only like halfway through, well, halfway through um, the month. So it's um, quite frustrating. But um, yes, Gold Coast, Brisbane, sunny coast, mate. you got to do it. Um so it's your first headline run. Yeah. Do you yeah. approach that differently? Like, is it kind of more added pressure on yourself or do you just go through kind of the same motions? Look, to be fair, I don't really know what I feel towards it yet. I've got a few things to do before we kind of get to there, but I'm going to add a few new songs into the set that I'm going to release next year, which will be really fun and kind of just get to suss those out before anyone else has heard them, which I think would be really cool. Um, and then I think just playing the EP live, now that the songs are going to be out, I think it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I just can't wait to do. So, mm, yeah. Sounds like fun. Would be great to see them, but, you know, it's all right, mate. Um, I'll wait a little bit. Um, now, last last question that I like to run with. Um, I don't think Lou would have asked you last time, but. I'm nervous now. What is it? <laughs> you've, got on, you've got until 11.59, December 31st. 
to do like what's that one thing you want to achieve this year can be personal can be musical can be tiny can be whatever you want but i will be checking if you've completed it if i've completed it before december 31st 11:59 i don't care if you do it at 11:58 what a weird, what a way to go into the year but like can be a tiny thing <laughs> little tiny things i've had a painting on my wall that's not on the wall yet it's leaning up against it but i want to make sure that's on the wall before the end of the year because it's been sitting there for way too long. I'd love, um, I'd love a video of you putting it up. Hundred percent. Um, I'm a podcaster, but I'm also a life coach. Amazing. Um, and yeah. that can that can be like I don't know what a way to start the year of just like completing a goal. So, 100%. um, what's the painting of? It's actually just like a really abstract painting that one of my best friends painted for me. It's like my favorite painting ever. So I feel very lucky to have it in my room. <laughs> do they do they ever walk in and go, oh, fucking still not up yet, mate? <laughs> Yeah, I get I get messages quite regularly. <laughs> well, I'm helping your friend. I don't even know who it is, and that's just what we do. Um, Oakham, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, hope the EP goes well, and um, keen to see you up in Queensland. Yeah, legend. Thanks so much, mate. Cheers. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.